And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in, the, in, the, in its place. Then the, <clears throat> then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were unashamed. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Welcome to Conversing with the Text. This is episode 17. We are a member of Crown Rights Cast Network. I am Michael Ware, pastor of Holly Ridge Presbyterian Church here in Blacksburg, South Carolina. If you like our show or any of our other content, <clears throat> you can let us know by emailing us at crownrightscastnet at gmail.com. We're once again in the book of Genesis, and last week we looked at the creation of man. Uh, we looked at work, is, uh, that work is righteous, and the covenant of works is made with Adam uh, at his creation. Now, this week we will look at the creation of Adam's bride, woman, and we will show the need uh, and the first wedding. The first thing that, uh, well, and, and I'm hoping we get through all this content. I'm going to kind of try to keep my own time a little better than I have been. Um, we've been going over. I'd, I'd like to keep it to 20 to 30 minutes, but um, we'll see. Right? So, the first thing that we notice is the need for the bride. God proclaims the first thing not good in his creation. It is not good that man is alone. So God says he uh, will make a helper comparable, compatible, corresponding to, opposite, fit, together. Opposite and fit together, right? All of these are, are, are appropriate uh, translations of the Hebrew here and point to the great value of the woman. See, see when feminists proclaim themselves... Uh, the same as a man, they are actually showing their contempt for feminine traits and attributes. Let me show you what I'm talking about. So if you have two kids, the one is by nature weaker physically and demonstrably, demonstra, demonstrated, uh, it's been demonstrated so, demonstratively so, and you proceed to tell the weaker, let's call them uh, child A 2.0, that they have uh, to do all the same activities as the stronger child, A. What will be the inevitable conclusion of child A 2.0? Right? That no matter the traits that child has or develops, they will never be good enough because they can never do what child A does. They can't. They can't fill that role. You're putting a, a square peg into a round hole. It's not going to work. 
And this is a trap that we have placed women in for the last 40 years, maybe even longer than that. Um, when, when we tell women that if they are going to be equal, they must have our muscle mass, endurance, strength, drive, etc., we are saying you must stop being a woman and start being a man. This has led to one in ten women being uh, depressed or downtrodden, right? And 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 the studies show that this there's a gap that's growing in in the rate of depression between men and women, right? So uh, they constantly tell us about the the wage gap, right? Which is which is a misnomer and it's false. But but besides that, there now is an actual depression gap. There is three to five percent, depending on where you find the numbers, more women uh, depressed than men, and I think that that numbers per capita, according to uh, it was either the Mayo Clinic or the CDC, and I think that the the Mayo I think the Mayo differed a little bit from the CPC, but CPC no <laughs> CDC I'm sorry, um, but but. There is a <clears throat> there's an an actual article by a staff member of the Mayo Clinic. It reads, "Often women work outside the home and still handle home responsibilities. Many women deal with the challenges of single parenthood, such as working multiple jobs to make ends meet. Also, women may be caring for their children while also caring for sick or older family members." Now, what this points to, without the writer's apparent thinking it through is the fact that women are in this condition by trying to do what men are called to, what a man is called to, and what a woman is called to do, right? Do you, do you see that? They're, they're trying to fill both roles. So, so literally, she says women deal with the challenges of single parenthood, right? But, but what she don't understand is all women who work outside of the home and have children and still run their home have that same challenge because she's working long hours and then she has to come home and cook and clean and do laundry, do dishes, uh, provide meals, wash clothes, and have sexual relations with her husband, right? So she has all these things she's got to fit in to her week. Um. It is not enough to be a woman with women traits. It's not. It's not enough. They also have to fill a man's role while having the same duties of a woman besides. Do not miss what I'm saying. Women are wonderful, and they are the glory of men, right? They are the glory of their husbands and should be. They contain all the beauty and the nurture. They can see things in ways that men cannot. They, they bring a perspective that man needs, to fully function rightly to the glory of God, right? They they just, they do. They, they do. They can see things that we can't. Women are unique and different because they are made to do different things. Now, do not expect that humanists would get this, right? They don't, this goes right over their head. You would not expect this. But those who claim Christ should be able to see this should be able to get this. And and the problem is the church is giving up this this heel. And this is a heel that we should die on because we're losing femininity completely. In fact, um, we're going to see later 
uh, in the broadcast that uh, the and- androgyny, a no gender at all, uh, or one gender is is what the actual unbelievers' goal is. That's what Satan Satan is trying to do. Um, so uh, the woman is created as a helper. This means she is to take care of things the household need <coughs> of the household needs to free the man to do his duties. This means that as man takes dominion in the community and the broader world, the woman is taking dominion of the home and the household. Woman, uh, women are taking dominion with the men and even through the men. Now, follow what I'm saying. Women, when they take household things off of their husbands, they free him to do the work of dominion, right? So we said that. This is, this is the man's glory, as he has spoken highly of in the gates because of her. Proverbs 31.23 reads, Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. He's known because of her. What, is, what, is, what she does has freed him to be a successful man, has freed him to, to, to take dominion and to be known in the gates. Now, of course, we all know that the gates, what that speaks of is, is the place of authority, the place where meetings took place and uh, city councils and such uh, were, were held in the gates of the city. And so he's known there. He's known by politicians. He's known by people in charge. He's known by those who are important. And, and this no, known here doesn't just mean that they know about him, right, because he could be notorious and, and they know him. No, he's known and liked. He's, he's thought well of. He's known in a good way. The woman is the covering of the man, meaning that she is her man's strength. Right? Get that. She comes to his defense even as she relies on him for protection. The man is physically strong, and his wife, protected by him, is mentally and emotional, uh, is, an, is a mental and emotional companion that he can find in no other. Right, she she builds him up. She encourages him. She strengthens him. Right now, this doesn't always happen because we're in a sinful world. Sometimes the woman tears her man down, but only to her own detriment. Right, because then he flees from her. Right, but but a godly woman, a woman that that is after God's own heart, that's that's not the case. So next, God figuratively kills Adam. And wounds his side to create uh, this wonder that is woman. Notice that the creation of the bride, uh, in the creation of the bride, God must wound his son, Adam. She is literally made from the man's side. This would remind us that the church was taken from Yahweh's firstborn, a piece of the whole. This should remind us of the small stone of Daniel, cut out without hands. Uh, this is... Is a, this is a piece of the mountain of God which was cast into the sea and becomes the church that will take over the whole world, Daniel 2, 34-35, and 44-45. Also, uh, the same picture is seen in the riven side of Christ flowing with blood and water. Remember that this was the proof that Christ truly died on the cross. This is the meaning of the birth of the church. This means the... This is the means, I'm sorry, of the church of the birth of the church. She was born of blood or water and blood. This also points to the sacraments of red wine and baptism. Also, there is the resurrection of a wedding, to a wedding. 
Jesus died with a side wound, is buried in a virgin tomb in a garden. Adam was put into a deep sleep, death-like sleep, in a garden and has his side wounded. They both wake from death to a bride created from that womb. So, so we get we get this picture of uh, what's gonna what's gonna be right. How is the bride created, right? How is how is the woman created? How is the bride created? She is created as God as God rips open Adam's side, as God rivens his side and takes one of his takes one of his ribs and makes it uh, in, into into. Uh, a woman. Next, notice that Adam was formed out of the dust of the ground, but Eve out of his side. There is something that we uh, we must notice. God could have easily created Eve from more dust. He did it once. It's not a big deal. He could have done it again, and we could we could have had both of them being created uh, of the dirt of the ground. First, Adam and Eve. Uh, I mean, rather, I'm sorry, rather he used the uh, material of Adam's side, and this points out two important things. First, Adam and Eve had paternal relations. Now, in, in a sense, Eve was born of Adam. Paul makes this clear. The Word of God says, For man is not from woman, but woman from man. Nor was man created for the woman, but woman for the man. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor woman independent of man in the Lord. For as, for as woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman, but all things are from God. 1 Corinthians 11, 8-12. Thus, now Adam can covenantally stand for all humanity. See, had God taken and made uh, Eve from the dust of the ground then what would have been the outcome would be another another disconnected uh, person, right? And, and yes, I'm sure they could have still produced offspring, but there, wouldn't, there was no covenantal relationship there. And so for the covenantal relationship, God created Eve from Adam's side. <clears throat> Second, there's a picture of where we are to end up in our marriage. We are to be a picture of the one and the many that we see in God. Think about this for a second. This 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 should be the lens from through or through which we see all of creation. God is the one and the many. And only only as we see the world in that light uh, of, of of our creator do we understand that we are the one in the many in our marriage, and we are one in the many in our relationship to Christ and the church. So uh, the church's relationship with Christ mirrors the picture of the one in the many in, um, in, in God through the Trinity. There's a connection between the man and the woman, right? There. They are individuals, but one they're not they are individuals, but they are one together. So uh, this is why men a man does not need a head covering. His wife is for a glory and a covering. Since her hair is cut co- is her covering and his glory, 
the submissive wife counts as her husband's covering, and this points to the ones qualified to pray and worship the man with a submissive wife. Fourth, the wedding ceremony and the call of nature. Adam calls his wife Isha, proclaiming the inseparable connection they have they were to have. She is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Isha has was taken out of Ish. This points to what we just said about the one and the many. She is his fire, and he is her earth. They are to be man and wife, which is how these names are used going forward. Very much like saying man and wife. <clears throat> now this points out something that the church must cling to if we are going to rebuild this culture. First, God created marriage and its limits and definitions, right? We, we, we have to proclaim that. We can't, we can't vacillate on this. We can't give any room to the enemy for this. We cannot add or take away from what God has said <clears throat> about marriage. Men cannot be married to men or women to other women. We also have to make sure that we understand that there is, Jesus made very clear that from the very beginning it was one man, one woman for life, that's that. That's what marriage is, and we hear that all the time. And and it gets it becomes like cliche. But we need to understand that Jesus said it. <clears throat> it was not always this way, right? There was no, you know, that was not the plan of God. Divorce was not the plan of God. Um, polyandria was not the, the plan of God. Polygamy, polygamy is not the the plan of God. Um, homosexual uh, mirage is not the plan of God. The plan of God was one man and one woman forever. Second, the limits of our sexuality are also set by God. God made man from the dust, and he was not interchangeable with the woman taken from his side. Woman came from man and cannot be a man, right? We need to understand that this is not just some trend that is happening because we do not let, let our children pray in school. This is what Christians will tell you. We are where we are because we took Jesus out of out of out of schools. No. No. Androgynous thinking is being pushed down the throat of our children so that they will leave the church and hate their twoest parents. We have been bullying, bullying slowly in our own soup. And we made this soup. We threw this ingredient. And we, guys, we were in control. <laughs> we, had, we, we had this country, and we, we gave it up because they would shame us, because they would lie about us, because um, they had more money than us. This is why we were first told that we should not care what others do in their bedrooms, right? Isn't that what we were told? What do you care? What do you care what somebody does in their bedroom? You know, get out of my bedroom, right? That's what they'd say. Next, we were told that we should accept homosexuals as we got to know them on TVs and movies. They're just like us. They're just like me and you. They're just like... They, everybody has their own thing. You know, we don't, we don't hate you for your thing. Don't hate us for ours. Next, that then we should support homosexual activities in the name of equal rights. Well, you're a bigot. You're a bigot if you don't agree with homosexual practices. What is next? You'll be called to be gay. The reason is, as Dr. Peter Jones points out, if there are two sexes distinct and separate, 
there is room for a holy God distinct and separate from us, and that is unacceptable. But if there is complete andro- androgyny, then there is oneism. There is monism. Oneism or monism is simply, it simply means that there is just the created order with God's fitting in that world. But if there is the Christian God who claims complete separation, holiness, then we are accountable. We are to reclaim truth, and it starts right here. We, we have to be able to. We have to be able to proclaim the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that that God that He is and that He represents to us is completely and utterly separate from us. He is completely separated from us. We we cannot give ground here because... Because what they want to do is they want us, they want us just, they want us to be like they're being. They want us to give up righteousness and truth, right? They they want, but here we see that it is perfectly laid out for us that there's no there's no mate in the animals for Adam, and he wasn't satisfied in himself. Woman was perfect for Adam. And she is what he was created for. He was he was created to to be with her, and she to be with him. And they perfectly correspond, but are opposite face to face with. Right? There's so many so many words we could go with with um, a helper. You know, meet is the old uh, King James, and we often convert that to helpmate, um, but that's. That's not what that's not what that means, um, you know. What what we have to get to is this understanding that the the church stands or falls on the family, and this you know the attacks that are coming against um, these these passages in our world today, um, we have to stand against them. We we have to get back to the we have to get back to the sources as our as our. Reformed forefathers would have said, we have to get back to the source. What's the source? Well, the main source, one of the main sources, right, uh, in is Genesis, where we see these things laid out. They're later on talked about, um, but they are um, they are explained to us, and we understand them um, because of this. And so... Guys, that's all we got time for this week. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Join us next week as we continue uh, to converse with the text. Until then, walk in a manner worthy of Christ to please God.